past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. We're glad to have you here today. You're going to hear another great guest on our overarching topic of taking control of your career. And of course, we're here to give you the resources and information that you need to do that. And today, joining us, we have Robert Moment, who is the Get Hired expert and the author of Starting a New Job. And this is one of those issues, right? You get a new job and you're all excited about it. We want to make sure that you take a moment and create a plan so that you're successful in that new position and can advance beyond it. So that's Robert's specialty. And Robert, thank you for joining us here today. Marie, thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, so we are going to dive in here and start talking about some of your success keys to starting a new job and and really being successful in that first 90 days. So what are some of the keys that you've seen in your work? You know, Marie, one of the most important keys for any new employee, whether they're a recent college grad or even an experienced professional, one of the number one keys to leverage is to listen and learn. And listen and learn, you want to learn the manager's leadership style, that communication style. You want to learn more about the, the core values within the organization, their mission, their vision, and also the policies and procedures to really get off to a great start. Yeah, so kind of being a sponge at the beginning and really taking the time to understand what's going on in the organization as you get started. And I would imagine that that's important for any level of employee. Uh, yes, it is. It's very, it's very important. And then the next key, I would say, is to really clearly define success. What does success mean in that new role and um, responsibilities that you have? And really, you want to be asking the number one question, how is my job performance measured? I think that is really critical because 30, 60, 90 days, that's your time to really make a good first impression, not just to meet expectations, but to exceed expectations. Okay, so you're you're figuring out what's going on in the organization, what their goals and overall mission are, but then also what their goals and metrics are for your position. Uh, yes, you want to be able to clearly define, you know, what is expected because here is uh, when you're interviewing for a job, you get the job, you're excited, but also keep in mind that's really an extension of your job interview the first 90 days. And the reason why I say it's really an extension of a job interview, because you're still being evaluated. Right. And there's a large amount of positions or hires, I should say, uh, new hires that don't work out. And that's probably because of a mismatch in expectations. And there are things that people can do to prevent that from happening in the interview, but then also during their first 90 days. And that's why I highly recommend the success strategies, because one of the success strategies that I um, really opens the communication, the lines of communication between the new hire and the manager, and that's really to solicit weekly performance feedback to get constructive criticisms on, you know, what are some of your strengths, what are some of your weaknesses, what can you improve on. But when you have this open communication weekly, you know, it sets the proper expectations for the manager, but also it sets the proper expectations for the new employee. So they are both really on the same page. Good. And and that feedback, that consistent feedback that they're soliciting, what are some tips you have for doing that in a way that is successful? Because it might feel to the employer kind of overwhelming or needy or um, maybe that they don't have the skills for the job. So how can they do that in a way that is effective? I would, you know, I would suggest, once again, you know, you want to know how does the manager like to communicate and really sit down and just have open communication. The first meeting, you know, set the proper expectations. Now, he or she might say every other week, but at least when you set the expectations, it said, you know, I really want to um, succeed. I want to add value to this organization. And when you're 
being proactive, the manager will do whatever it takes to really help you. So that communication, when you initiate, initiate that communication, that gives the manager, that, let them know, this individual, I have made a good hire because they are being proactive. And I be, pro, being proactive is, is, is critical and it's key when you're starting a new job. Good, yeah. So they are thinking about um, that they're still under evaluation, so they need to solicit that feedback and really stay on top of if they're connecting with the organization and connecting with their manager. And as you've said, that um, open communication with the manager during that first first 90 days is very important to get off on the right foot. Yeah, it's, it's, Marie, Marie, it's very important to get off the right foot, like you just said. And also start to get to know your team members. And get to know your team members. Start to, most people think of networking outside of, orga, of an organization, but start to network internally and start to build a profile on your team members. You know, what are that skill level? Um, how do they communicate? Because, you know, that success also is dependent on your success. So you really want to start to build a good relationship with your team members. And then also, too, learn the culture. The culture is so key in terms of, you know, how does people uh, get promoted, um, you know, what does success looks like once again. But also, too, you want to, the question is you can ask the, your, your peers to, to, to describe the culture because that's something you're not going to be able to find on Glassdoor. Yes, people can make comments about the company, but when you're actually within the company, you'll get to ask your team members, and they can tell you, and they can describe in detail what the culture is like. Okay. What else is a part of um, making this first 90 days a success? You want to be able to ask really good questions, and one of the questions you want to ask, you know, what problems do we help customers or clients solve, and who are who are our customers and clients? So that's one of the questions. And, you know, once again, how is my job performance evaluated? And also never, don't be afraid to ask questions. And don't even be afraid to ask for help. So asking good questions, I said that's a key for success, um, starting your first 30, 60, 90 days, and even beyond. Okay. So making sure that they're asking um, questions. How... And maybe you would disagree. When we're going to ask a question or um, provide feedback, it's usually a best practice to have some kind of idea and have some research before we ask that question. What are some of the other best practices around asking questions? So, again, you can make sure that you're sounding educated and asking the best questions that you can. I think when you go back to that strategy about listen and learn, look at ways where you can start to identify opportunities within the organization, and opportunities meaning problems. And based on the problems that you uncovered, then you can start to be asking questions centered around those problems, and then you can start to even add value as a problem solver. Yeah, so asking questions and looking for opportunities to offer solutions um, so that you're somewhat balancing that out, right? You're seeking information, but you're also bringing solutions and bringing something to the table. Yes, and then also start to look at projects where even you can start to maybe take a leadership role. But more importantly, um, you know, companies, when they, they love problem solvers because that's one of the number one soft skills that hiring managers look for, um, whether you can solve a problem to help us make money, or even save money, but they look for problem solving. So that's, that's a critical soft skill um, that's really, it makes you almost become indispensable as a new hire, but even as a tenured employee. Yeah, to start um, demonstrating that you're seeking the opportunities to solve those problems and taking some initiative, if you will, to do so. Yes, yes. Take the initiative and once again, just be proactive. Um, be proactive, be open, be flexible, and be adaptable. So in this first 90 days, um, you've talked about how we're under evaluation still and kind of trying to figure out if this is going to work both for the employer and for us. 
what else have you found in your work in terms of why this first 90 days is so critical? Well, it's so critical because, you know, you're talking investment in terms of, one, the company, and then, two, the actual new hire. So they want to make sure you can deliver the results, and then also they want to make sure that you are a good fit. So that's why it's so critical because, you know, performance um, – Productivity is going to cost people, it's going to cost the company money if they make a bad hire, but also it's going to cost the individual also because then they're going to have to go back and they're going to have to go through the process of job search again. So that first 90 days is not just critical for the organization, it's also critical for the new, new employees. So it's, you know, it's, a, it's a money issue and also in terms of career um, that individual, you know, when they took the job, they want to take the job to, to succeed. So career success is very important to them. So, and in money, they want to make sure they are making the right hiring decision because no manager wants to make a bad hiring decision. But if they feel as, they, they feel as though they made a bad hiring decision within the 90 days, it's not going to cost the company as much money as they continue to have that employee on board if they cannot um, meet or exceed the expectations that's required. Good. So there's this um, culture fit piece here, and you talked a little bit about that in terms of connecting to the um, to the hiring manager and asking questions and asking people about the culture. But I think that's a hard thing for people to unravel, right? How do they fit in? How do they connect with their fellow employees, how do they make sure they're a fit in the culture? So we're going to take a short break, and I think we'll start there when we come back in terms of how do they fit in, not being themselves, how can they be themselves and and make sure that they start to assimilate into the workplace? So we'll take a short break, and when we come back, we'll start up there. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Redis is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America. America Business Channel. Every business wants to succeed. Every individual wants to succeed. But with an ever-changing economy, how can you manage to keep things doing so well, even in times of instability? You can. Tune in to Thriving in Uncertainty with host Meredith Elliott Powell. Meredith and her guest experts have the answers you need to keep you ahead of the changing game in business. Listen every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Accept the challenge to succeed. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome to The Career Confidant, and today we have Robert Moment joining us. 
and he is talking about surviving and thriving in those first 90 days and really how to make a connection and set yourself up for success. And we were just finishing talking a little bit about um, some of the pieces of his suggested 90-day plan and got into this idea about culture and culture fit and how people really want to make sure that they connect with their organization, that they assimilate into the culture, which maybe isn't the right words, but you need to maintain our individuality, of course, and, and also to make sure that we make connections and make form good relationships at the beginning of our work. So I, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, Robert. How can people make sure that they're starting to build those relationships from day one? You know, day one, in terms of quality relationships, you know, start to um, identify the key individuals within the organization. I would say key players, key influencers, and also your team members. But start to be, start to ask them about activities, work-related activities, and start to participate in work-related activities. That's how you can really see if this is a good culture fit. But also to start to have lunch with um, your team members. Um, I would say, let's say, for instance, if you're a team member, you have five on your team members, five team members, well, take each individual out to lunch or go to lunch um, and just really get to know them. Um, You know, on a professional level, yes, set boundaries, but really get to know them on a professional level, and then you can start to see, is this a good culture fit? But I would say lunch, um, look at um, company activities, um, those are the two ways, um, and then start to just how well you work with these individuals. Um, that's, um, you know, don't be, and I would stress, don't be a loner, um, but see, seek them and even seek to, to look for a mentor, someone who has a lot of experience within that organization, and they can also help you to kind of navigate through the first 30, 60, 90 days as well. Okay. So really connecting with those people, taking the time, to take them out to lunch or or sit with them and also participating in work-related activities, uh, maybe even at meetings, not being that quiet person or getting there early so that you can connect with people before the meeting, making sure you're not letting technology get in the the way of connecting with people face-to-face, using technology to connect to people who aren't face-to-face, just really a focus on those relationships is sometimes we can get too focused on our performance and maybe some other metrics and forget that it really is all about the relationships. You know what? You're absolutely right. It's all about the relationships. I'm a read quality relationships. You're absolutely right. Any other pieces that we've missed in terms of why it's so important to have that plan for the first 90 days? Well, I said that having a plan, a, a key success roadmap for these strategies, it will give you more confidence as a new employee, also allow you to be focused, but also really to be able to not just meet job performance, but to exceed. Because when you have a plan and you have goals, you have more focus. Right, and you walk in knowing that these are some of the things I want to do. And they're simple, right? They aren't... Um they aren't ways you're going to transform the company. You don't know enough yet. And, and sometimes when we talk about this, you know, people get overwhelmed. It's really just, you know, I'm going to take everyone in my direct world for lunch. I'm going to talk to my boss about a schedule for regular feedback. The things that you've talked about are simple and, you know, kind of generic. Anybody in any job can do them. It's not a specific this is the way I'm going to change the company. No, these success strategies are universal. They're universal. Um, any industry you can use, utilize these strategies and get noticed and stand out with and exceed expectations within the first 30, 60, and 90 days and beyond. Um, they are practical, um, simplistic, but they are very effective. Well, and keeping them general also makes them flexible. So let's say you start a new job. I know someone who just started a new job, and their boss is not local. So they might have a different way of approaching the connection with the boss and then place a little bit more importance on connecting to the people that are at their location because they need those relationships day-to-day 
And so they've got the pieces of the plan that you're suggesting, but adjusting them for their own work situation. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, and that's the key. Um, customize it based on, you know, your work situation. Yeah, and then thinking about how you can make those connections and really focus on those relationships um, and balancing that with these, the idea of kind of the metrics or the measurables, um, depending on our boss, right? Our boss might be more comfortable talking about metrics and measurables and, and um, we forget about the relationships or vice versa. We might focus too much on the relationships and forget about the metrics. So there's going to be a balance there. Yes, you do have to have a balance. Now, do you have your clients bring some kind of 30, 60, 90-day plan to an interview, or is this something that's just for them? Well, in terms of, now, in terms of interviewing, um, to help my clients stand out, we um, create a customized 30, 60, 90 days um, as a get-hired expert. Now, starting a new job, that's a plan um, that we create as well, a 30, 60, 90-day plan. And it's based on like three core goals, employee initiative goals, which where we identify, uh, where we're going to identify and capitalize on opportunities, and then work performance goals, where we want to show how we can, you can add value, and then personal development goals, how you can continue to invest in yourself for career growth. Yeah. Um, that, and that's a great tool for the interview. As you're saying, it takes a little time and thought to customize it and make sure that you're being specific, specific to what you know about the the organization. Um, Do you have them bring that to a second interview, a third? How do you decide what point in the process they might use that? Usually my clients, the average, I would say the third and final interview. That's when they, um, the, the, they present the 30, 60, 90 days because then we want to be able to turn a job interview into a job offer. So uh, by that time, you know, they know pretty much they want this job. Um, and I would say use it the last and final interview. Okay. Final interview, they're bringing that, that plan to, with them. Yes. Okay. So top what three or four key things would you give to listeners as your top advice for starting a new job? Uh, for starting a new job, um, once again, you want to be able to listen and learn. You want to be able to get to solicit weekly performance feedback and even set monthly job performance reviews with your manager, identify opportunities. But the, the most important thing I want all of your great listeners to, to, to know is to know that value, to be able to effectively communicate that value, and to be able to demonstrate that value each and every day in the workplace. The key is to know your value. Because when you know your value and then you can be able to communicate it and then be able to demonstrate it, that's how you're going to not just exceed in your first 90 days, but even beyond in the workplace. Good. Yeah, so really knowing that value and being confident in it, so confident that you're not arrogant, right? Sometimes when we're trying yeah. to pretend that we're confident, <laughs> arrogant. Um, and then communicating it in a way that makes sense and is effective communication and building relational, right, relational communication, Yes, and, you know, value is, to me, adding value is the key. Um, even, you know, as a coach, um, you always want to add value. Um, and that's, 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 to me, I, you know, I live by that, you add value, but first you have to know your value, but be able to add it. And then, um, first, you know, know what you want. Know what you want, and, you know, just, and I tell people, believe in yourself and believe in your value. Yeah. Yeah, they gotta. They have to believe it before they can have other people believe it. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So, right. Robert, you've just done an excellent job of giving some feedback here and helping people get some of these top keys for starting a new job. 
how can they follow you? How can they connect with you? How can they make sure that they um, learn as much as possible from your expertise here? Well, thank you, Amari. They can, they can connect with me on howtoaceaninterview.com. Okay, howtoaceaninterview.com. And your books, of course, Starting a New Job and How to Ace an Interview. Those are, are your two books. So people can connect there. Are you on LinkedIn as well? Uh, uh, yes, I am on LinkedIn. And my LinkedIn handle is How to Ace a Job Interview. How to Ace a Job Interview. Interview, yes. And also we have a Starting a New Job group and a How to Ace a Job Interview group as well where I have content, but also I have content from experts around the world where we give ideas, tips, and strategies to help individuals um, to stand out in interviews, but also to succeed um, starting a new job. Excellent. Well, thank you for sharing all of your information here and and um, providing these important keys for folks so that they can um, really take advantage of all of the opportunity that they get when they get that new job. How do you make the most of it and keep doing the great work that you're doing, helping people do that? Well, thank you, Marie. And I really appreciate the opportunity to share, um, to add value to your listeners. And I appreciate the opportunity that you gave me to be on your show. Yes. Well, if you're here and you're listening, we'll come back on the show. We're going to say goodbye to Robert, but we'll be back and I'll unpack this a little bit for you and give you some more ideas on how you can succeed in those first 90 days. So thank you, Robert, and we'll be right back here on The Career Confidant. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking about the first 90 days and how critical that is to your employment And there's several reasons for this. One is that there's a lot of data that shows employees don't work out in the first 90 days. And this might be that the employee decides to leave because it's not a good fit. Or it might be because they get 
fired or laid off or whatever you want to call it, depending on the circumstances, because it wasn't a good fit from the employer's point of view. Depending on what state you're in or I guess what country, you need to know your laws and how things work. But in the U.S. and most states, you are an employee at will. And what that means is if they don't like you in the first 90 days, they can fire you really without going through a lot of documentation or anything. If it's just not working out, um, they can do what they want to do. Most companies, hopefully, will have some kind of HR process where they do some kind of performance plan, et cetera. But there's not, um, sometimes we think there's a quote unquote requirement to do those for us to get fired. And that's not the case. Um, You know, whether you could fight for unemployment, et cetera, that's a different story. But in terms of just do you, can you get fired or not? Yes, pretty much at any time in the U.S. You, you can get fired by a company. And this tends to happen a lot in the first 90 days, both directions, employees leaving and employers letting people go. And sometimes this can be prevented in the interview, asking better questions, understanding the expectations as much as possible, really digging in and understanding what's going on. And on the employer side, being transparent, it's so hard to watch. You know, I talk to people all the time who are inside companies and maybe applying internally or um, interviewing. And they say, you know, we're bringing this new person in and they don't know. They don't know they're walking into this huge mess because everybody just gave them the, you know, everything's hunky-dory story when we were interviewing And there's got to be a fine balance, of course. You can't scare off all the candidates. But if you're really not truthful about what the position is, it's not helping anyone either because you're just going to waste all that time and effort hiring someone. And then if it's not a good fit for them, if they don't like solving the type of problem that you have, it's not going to work out. So there's a fine balance there for you as the employee coming in to ask questions that give you some kind of idea You know, what's the current department's challenges? What are they facing? What's what are they looking to do? What are some of their goals? Asking people flat out in the interview, what's the what's their favorite thing about working there? And guess what? If people hesitate too long is probably a sign. So thinking about your due diligence on the front end is one thing. But then when you get into the position, how are you going to make sure you're successful It's probably a bad assumption to think it's just going to happen. You'll naturally integrate. There's, again, a lot of research that says that doesn't happen as often as we like to think it does. Having a plan is a great idea. Sharing that plan is a great idea. I was just in a session with a whole bunch of career coaches earlier today, actually, and we were talking specifically about this 30, 60, 90 day plan. Um, idea and someone wrote in the chat how do you mean you're not giving too much away in this 30 60 90 day plan that's not what the plan is about the plan isn't about how you're going to transform the company you don't know enough about that yet or a new product you're going to bring to market you don't know enough yet about the company to propose those things if you're really deep in the industry you might but that's not the point of the 30 60 90 day plan 30 60 90 day plan depending on the level of career that you're in for leaders, it might be more about, you know, learning the culture of the team, assessing the team's strengths, figuring out how to better organize the the work in the teams for, for optimal performance, etc. For an entry-level employee, it might be understanding the customers, the problems, and what are you going to do to do that, creating a plan, conversations you're going to have, ways that you're going to navigate things that you are going to read or learn. It's a, it's a fairly generic plan, if you will, specified to that organization, but not giving away any secrets. You're not worried about them taking it and doing something without you because it's not that type of plan. So there seems to be a little bit of confusion about what this 30, 60, 90 day plan is. The other thing especially as a as a leader, but even as an entry-level employee, you want to avoid being the answer to all the problems, right? It's not, um, I'm going to solve, I'm going to come in and solve everything. 
I'm going to come in and learn, going to come in and connect with the team, connect with the customers, understand the problems. This is how I'm going to do that. And then this is how I'm going to collectively, collaboratively come up with solutions. It can start to sound a little arrogant and overdone if you're really making it sound like you're going to come in and, and solve everything for everyone. That's not the purpose, the point here. And at the lower levels, well, maybe not lower levels, you want to think about ways that people might incorrectly take what you're saying. Just a little maybe exhausting sometimes, but millennials, right? People think millennials are immediately wanting to come in and rule the world. So be wary of that when you're creating your 30, 60, 90 day plan. If you're a millennial and you're interviewing with a lot of boomers, especially, and make sure that your plan doesn't position you as the millennial who thinks they're going to come up and come in and be the CEO tomorrow. Be aware of those stereotypes and things that people might read into what you're saying and be extra careful and clear to not play into those. Same thing if, you know, if you're from a certain background and people have a certain stereotype around it, whatever that might be, area of the country, age, even background in terms of like military or certain industries, be aware, be thoughtful, be realistic about the stereotypes that people might place and make sure that your 30, 60, 90 day plans don't feed into that. Your plan is really for you. It's really for you to be successful. How are you going to achieve success in this new organization? And how are you going to make sure that you get off on the right foot? And that's what Robert was talking a lot about. Um, Very simply, how can you make sure you really understand the organization and their mission, vision, and culture? Take those opportunities to go to company meetings Even if you think they're boring, watch some of the recordings that they might have on their intranet or read their company newsletter that they send internally. Take the time to do those things so that you really get a more intricate understanding of the the organization. And for your team specifically or your department, go to those meetings and pay attention. What is the culture? What is the overriding goal what seems to be motivating most of the the other people in your group? What do you think their strengths are? What do you think that, that they're really looking for personally as well as, uh, as, a, as a team? The more that you can understand about those around you and really pay attention and think about what they need and, and are motivated by, the easier it will be for you to make those connections and to not misstep and perhaps your actions or words where you're not paying attention. Although we want to steer away from these topics, it's important to realize what even the, you know, political affiliations not necessarily, you know, are they Democrat or Republican, but are they fairly conservative or fairly liberal? And how can you make sure that you're, you know, not walking into something without understanding what's going on? What's the culture of the place? What's the culture of the people? And best have conversations that are respectful within that space. The people piece and then the metrics piece. These are great interview questions. By what metrics is the position measured? What are the goals? How is it evaluated? You're asking those things in the interview, and then you're also continuing to ask them as you're hired. Meeting with your boss as is appropriate. Ask them, as as, uh, Robert was saying, ask them how frequently it works to meet I'd say bi-weekly is good. Um, Weekly might be too much for a lot of managers, so ask and and figure out what's going to work. doesn't have to be a long meeting. doesn't even have to be an in-person meeting, depending on how the organization is structured. But just that check-in that is not via email, phone call, Skype, in-person, 
where you're checking in and, and getting their feedback and figuring out if you're on track and what else needs to be done for you to really assimilate and add value. And your whole purpose of these conversations is to make sure that you're adding value and that you're adding value in a way that the team needs you to add value and what problems can you solve, et cetera. So you're soliciting that success you're soliciting that feedback so that you can be more successful. And the focus is on helping others. It can feel a little needy when the focus is on you, right? Am I doing it well enough? No, the focus is, is everybody getting what they need? What else needs to happen for the organization to get the value? So it's not, are, am I doing it right? It's, is this, are these the outcomes that we need here? not making it so personal because it's hard to give you feedback if you ask it in that personal of a way. Ask it more about process, um, about outcomes, rather than person like that personal feedback. How you ask it will make a difference. And that culture piece that we were talking about, those those relationships and understanding, that will probably drive some of this conversation even with your boss that you see the culture, you figure out what other people do, the conversations that they have, and you find a mentor. And a mentor is most likely not your direct boss. So a mentor is someone else in the organization, higher level than you, been there a while, that can give you some insights into the culture, give you some insights into the best way to ask for feedback. Um doesn't have to be formal, doesn't have to take a lot of people's time, just that opportunity to get some insight. And that could be a person that you take to lunch on a more regular basis, maybe once a month or something, and just chat. You don't have to need anything specific from them, um, just more organizational information, organizational history that they might be able to provide. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, our last segment here, as usual, give you a checklist of things to think about and uh, ways to move forward so that you're more successful in your first 90 days, or even if you've been around an organization for a while, these are excellent things to do to rekindle rekindle that uh, connection with your organization. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And we've been talking today about starting off on the right foot at a new job. So Robert Moment was with us talking about the first 90 days and how can you be successful in that first 90 days, realizing that a lot of connections, <laughs> if you will, um, matches, hiring hiring marriages don't work in that first 90 days. And if we want to be successful, we have to be thoughtful about what we're doing and the plan isn't specific. It isn't, uh, you know, this is how I'm going to change the organization. Are these the products I'm going to launch? It's how are you going to assimilate within that organization? How are you going to learn what you need to learn to be successful? Who are you going to make connections with? How um, I said, how are you going to learn? Learning is important, right? Having that mindset when you go in. So let's talk a little bit about one of the important pieces he brought up, which is asking questions. It's really important that we ask questions when we're in an interview and then when we also start the job. However, there's that piece of, are you asking questions you could have learned somewhere? And knowing who in your organization appreciates those types of questions and who doesn't and when might be the best time to ask. Um, You might have a boss who's moving a million miles an hour and some questions irritate them. Is that fair? No, probably not, but it might not be the best way for you to make a good connection with that manager. So reading them, understanding that a little bit, maybe saving your questions for those weekly or bi-weekly meetings with him or her, or finding a person on your team who loves that stuff, right? Loves to tell you how this is done, how that is done. And your manager is the bigger picture person and doesn't want to get into those details. This is your biggest mission when you start a new job is to understand how to best communicate with each individual. And sometimes we can feel like this is a lot of work on our part, right? Why should we have to try so hard? It's just good communication. Good communication means that I am figuring out how other people like to be communicated with, how other people communicate, and adapting my style. Should they also adapt to me? Sure, and hopefully they will, but we're big adults and we're going to take the initiative to do that. And there's some tools that you can use, strengths. If you like strengths, to think about, okay, what's this person's strengths? You can be really specific about it, right? Are they, what do they like? Email, phone, et cetera. Personality. So are they a detailed person? Are they a big picture person? Are they a talker? Are they a get things done type of person? Looking at those different qualities and thinking, okay, what does that mean in terms of how I need to adopt, adapt? If you're a storyteller and your boss is a get to the point person, find some other storytellers to hang out with and storytell and and have your conversations that are really helpful for you and for them and bullet point it for your boss. Get to the point. It's not that they don't value what you're bringing. They just need to hear it in the way that works for them if you want to be effective in communicating to them. And as you learn how your teammates communicate and you adapt, you might be surprised that they also have more flexibility to adapt back. When we ignore people's preferred methods of communication and we rebel or we think I'm going to do it my way and they're going to have to adapt, it starts to build those walls and starts to build that frustration and those rubs. So you take the first step, you adapt and see how much better it makes your communication and your relationships. Along with this, you're going to start demonstrating those problem-solving skills. 
So looking for solutions, suggesting solutions, that's next level problem solving, right? Asking a question is great, but when you can ask a question and provide a possible solution, that shows that initiative and the problem solving and helps most people feel more secure in our abilities to do what we've been asked to do. Even if we're wrong, it shows that we've thought it through and we have an idea of what we might do. And then look for places where you can start to add value in perhaps a leadership role. Although I use that word a little bit loosely. You're not looking at being a leader. You're looking at where can I take on some initiative in this project, take on some something and own something in this project to add value. Initiative without direction is being a loose cannon. Initiative while understanding how it adds value to the project or team, that's good. So watch out for that. Run down a little list here of things for you to think about. And we've got eight of them, probably seven of them. So seven. One, understand the organization and its mission or goals, values. Really understand what they value, what their goals are, what their motivations are. Understand the metrics for your position. How are you and your success going to be con- going to be measured? What are your contributions and how are those going to be measured? Getting a performance evaluation and understanding what they evaluated, their performance evaluation can be a good thing. Solicit that consistent feedback. Connect to the culture. So connect to those other people. Get to know them. Learn the culture from them at a relational level. Ask questions. How can you solve problems for the clients? And really focus that on that problem-solving piece. Of how can you solve those problems and start bringing your solutions? And then look for ways where you can take ownership and really demonstrate that initiative. So those seven things could be your your 30, 60, 90 day to plan because there's a lot that goes in behind those and really understanding how to execute them. Now, perhaps you've been in an organization for a while, go back and do these steps anyways. Refresh your connection to the organization, refresh your connection to the culture, to your position, to your metrics. And these might be something you do every year. Doesn't take 90 days to do these when you've been there a while but a way to make sure that you're continuing to stay vigilant of how you connect and how you add value to your organization. And of course, you're going to come back right here again next week on The Career Confidant to get more tips and tricks of how you can stay in control of your own career. We'll see you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant, Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.